Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 29 of the Yinzers Podcast. I'm Morgan Arzo here with my co-host, Samantha James and Jordan DeFigio. Welcome to Hotel Hell. Checkout time is never. Oh I'm Dwight God. Schrute. My salary is $80,000 <laughs> a year. I co-own a bed and breakfast with the devil. With the devil. <laughs> Feel free to check oh. in because we're all in hell. This is hell. Yeah. That, that scenario actually Warm. sounds preferable. Yeah. It really does. Toasty. I mean. Oh I so. still just have no words that I can put uh-huh. into how bad I felt uh-huh. watching that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was not a good feeling. Um, no. Not once did I have anything resembling positivity going on internally during that game. And I think... Uh, it just it was so indicative of all of the larger issues that this team is just unwilling to acknowledge mm-hmm. or address. Yep, and hasn't been willing to acknowledge or address over the course of the last three years. It's just a culmination of everything that they turned a blind eye to. And uh, it really pain. does feel pain. like everything kind of came to a head yesterday, and we saw. Mm-hmm the result of three to five years of just kind of bullshitting. And that's Mm -hmm. what it felt like. It Mm -hmm. it literally felt like everything led up to yesterday. And it was just such a monumental embarrassment on every single Mm -hmm. level that, guys, we're not even going to recap the game today because why would we put ourselves through that? Why? It's sick (laughs) self-abuse. We're not going to talk about the game. I mean, maybe bits Mm -mm. and pieces as we go through these questions. We asked Twitter to send in questions because, like, we wouldn't be caught dead reliving the atrocity of Sunday's game. It wasn't going to happen. It was so bad. Twitter sent in some questions for us. But first, before we dive into the Twitter questions, I really want to touch on two things from today. And they're both related Mm -hmm. J. Watt's comments about needing to take practice more seriously. Those weren't that wasn't a direct quote, but essentially that is what he said. This or I'm sorry, TJ said that after the game, and then Minka said it today. So these mm. are now three. If we add Joe Schober into the mix, three players who said we need to we need to get our shit together. We need to tighten mm-hmm. up in practice. Now it's not just a coincidence. Now this yeah. is three players, two of whom are considered leaders on this team saying bro like 
we're embarrassing ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. We need to fix this in practice. And it makes you wonder what the hell is happening in practice. What is going on? Literally. When asked, Chase Claypool says, maybe we should play music. Now listen, (laughs) listen, I'm not saying that Chase is that stupid because quite honestly it comes across as extremely dense if someone comes and says if there's something wrong in practice you know if y'all aren't taking practice seriously what do you do to fix it what do you do to make practice closer to games and chase says we should play music i mean like it comes across as like i don't want to air out my team's dirty laundry to me yeah but -hmm. to the majority of steelers fans it sounds dense af he sounds It yeah. sounds ridiculous. Yeah. It feels exactly like if if a parent asked their kid what they wanted for dinner and they said chocolate. Like, like are you trying awareness. to troll? Yeah, are you trying yeah. to troll the media? Are you trying to troll the fan base? Which is and is funny in certain circumstances, but even like Najee Harris, like you can tell sometimes the answers that he gives to the media is like, I know you know the answer to this. But the way he answers it is so diplomatic that they mm-hmm. have nothing and you can't drag him on Twitter for it because he's just like, yeah. come on, come on, bro. You know the answer to that. Like, I'm not going to go there. Ask coach. Like, he just leaves right. it at that. Right. But and that's Chase- the, and, Oh, God. Yeah, go, go ahead, Jordan. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go I was ahead. Just, oh, I'm just. No, you. You. I, you. No, you first. Oh, my God. I like, I don't ever, ever, ever want to say that any other team should be like the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but having the the wherewithal mm-hmm. to know time and place, is this the time and or the place to like, it just feels like only a few guys on this roster are actually really good at football and mm-hmm. have that media relatability and sensibility to know when to speak and when to shut the hell up. And I, and it's, it, I have no idea what goes on inside the locker room, but it just feels like whenever there is a pattern of behavior and res, and results or lack thereof, you, you do, you're left asking questions. Like, is there a problem? Is there an issue with yeah. what's going on inside the locker room? Yeah. And, Mike Tomlin is a player's coach, but that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. What what does that mean? Does that mean what's best for the team? Because the state of the team right now, not good. This is not good. And it's not going to get better. And you, you look at a guy like Chase who already takes a lot of shit for, you know, not Mm -hmm. being as serious as people want him to be and not being as focused as some people think he should be. And whether that's, right or wrong or indifferent, however you feel about that, Mm -hmm. Chase has got to be a guy right now in the state, with the state of this team, who gets a little more serious. Like he's Mm got to be Mm -hmm. one of the guys because there's a question on, as far as his maturity goes, and I'm not saying I ask that question, um, but many do. People do. you know you're a guy who takes a lot of heat for not, handling situations correctly for running your mouth when you're down 41 to three in a football game. I mean, he's got a, there's, there's, there comes a time where you, where you got to put your big boy pants on. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. like anything else that he does is wrong. I like chase. I think that his ceiling yeah. is high. 
He's just got, I mean, that comment was just, and you know, people are going to run with it. Like, you know who yep. you are. You know the shit that people give you. Mm-hmm. If he was serious, then great. Let's think a little, let's think a little deeper about that. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> we can play, critic- we can more play critically. some music, but eh, come on, there's, there's a better answer there. Give me the better answer. Oh. So, you know, yeah. after, your, after his performance Sunday, Oh my God. Yeah. That answer, good. like that, how mm-hmm. do you correlate your performance on Sunday to mm-hmm. that answer? Like, yep. Where there's just it, such a disconnect. It's, and yes. it has to be addressed because mm-hmm. it's, it's a pattern now. It is a pattern yep. now. It That's is so bad. It it's giving never, me reflux. I'm never one of the people who's like, these guys need to focus on football. And I'm not that person. And I never will be mm-hmm. that person. And if you are, congratulations for you. <laughs> but, you know, at, right now, the state of this team, like, let's focus a little more. Let's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's dig dial in. in. Dig deeper. Yep. Exactly. Dig deeper. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's take some questions from Twitter. We're going to do something fun tonight, guys, because we're all depressed and sad, and it's not because it's cold and dark and gross out. It's because the Pittsburgh Steelers are ass trash. So every question we get from Twitter tonight, we are taking a shot before we answer it because that's how we fix our problems (laughs) here on Yinzers. So question number one comes from Yinzer underscore Koi. He writes, would you prefer the next Steelers quarterback to be a – First round pick in the upcoming draft, a free agent signed this offseason, or a quarterback already on the team, and he means Haskins or Rudolph, not Ben. So take your shot, and then Sam, I'm asking you first. Cheers. Uh, or cheers. not. No cheers. Lack cheers. thereof, cheers. Cheers. We're just going straight to it. Yeah. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's veteran quarterback draft pick or someone currently on the team um, first round draft pick first round draft sign pick. a veteran free agent or Haskins and Rudolph yeah. uh, don't really want to pay a veteran free agent because I don't think that's a long-term solution it's I'm not going down the Dwayne Haskins or Rudolph train um, definitely not Rudolph Haskins I yeah. think he, I think he's a decent backup quarterback mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that he's a, a starting NFL. That's my guy for another decade or more quarterback. So I have to say it's going to be first round draft pick. All right, Jordan. It's really hard to answer this question when the team doesn't even know what they're trying to do. Um, if If they were in full rebuild mode, I would lean more towards first round draft pick, even though I'm like, I'm 
I'm not big into college football, but from mm-hmm. every all of the analysis I've seen out there, this draft class is not anywhere near as deep or as strong as last year. So I don't know if you would even be able to get a franchise kind of guy right. in, in this draft. Um, if the Steelers had a good enough team to make a run at contention for a Super Bowl, I would say go with a free agent, a veteran. Um, but I, I know for a fact, like, I do not want to sit through three to five years of either Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Um, right. That's definitely I mean, not what I want. Um, we can all agree. Option three is cut. No. Yeah. I th- honestly, like, I think that if this team can align, and in, when I m- say align, I mean Kevin Colbert, Art Rooney, Mike Tomlin, all on the same page, they clean house of these inept coordinators get guys in there who can actually do the job that they're hired and paid to do um, and assemble a team, whether it's through the draft or free agency, whatever, that can actually compete. I, I personally think that I would like to see them sign a veteran and then wait, like do not use high draft capital on a quarterback when it's iffy, like draft somebody who's going to come in and actually protect that running back that you were so dedicated to getting in the first round and dedicated to the run game, like get some pieces on defense who can stop the run. Like, right. My God, this, the Steelers identity they're they're Okay. I'm going to just go down a rabbit hole for a second. Go. This I love team me. is like, Oh my God, this team is so big on tradition and the Steelers way. And if I hear that one more time, I'm going to vomit everywhere projectile. I can't, stand it anymore (laughs) yet they have abandoned their identity both on offense and on defense steel curtain blitzberg gone we are just porous on defense run run game what's that i don't know because we don't have an offensive line and when we throw the ball which is pretty much all the time it's a screen pass so okay done with that i would like to see them get they're going to have a ton of cap space and we're going to address that in a little bit but get a get a veteran Wait until the draft class is deeper. Like, if you're going to suck, then suck. Own it. Give us a fun quarterback to watch while you're at it. I don't know. But I I don't – yeah, that's not – that's where I am. Option two. So – and I'm with you. I don't Mm – we all agreed option three is, like, I'd rather puke and die. But um, the – I don't hate the idea of drafting a quarterback – I hate the idea of drafting a quarterback in the first round. I don't want to do that this year. Granted, and I've taken a lot of heat for this on Twitter in the past day, but I'm not a huge college football fan. So I'm Mm -hmm. not the one to ask, oh, should we bring in a quarterback and draft him first round this year? Because I can't speak from experience personally watching these guys. But what I can say is the pros all say, that there are not first round talents in this draft at the quarterback position. That being said, we also know that Mike Tomlin does not want a rookie quarterback coming in this next year. He's been vocal Mm -hmm. about that. He told Jay Glazer, we've talked about this several times on this show. 
He doesn't want a rookie quarterback. Why? Because Mike Tomlin believes that the team he is putting on the field currently is a Super Bowl-ready team. He believes that. He believes he's got a win-now roster. (laughs) I just, like, cannot imagine selling someone, we're all in on this year, and then watching that fucking shit we did yesterday and being like, yeah, we're all in. Where? Mm -hmm. Where? Where Where are you all in? Point it out Where is this team win now? Because we haven't won in three weeks. Mm -hmm. How are we? Where's the win now? I'm not seeing the win now. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's basically... Mike Great. Tomlin saying, without Ben, we're win now. Because he doesn't want a rookie, because he believes we're win now. So if we're win now and you don't want a rookie, that means you think Ben's the problem. Yep. Which is very eye-opening. Secondly, mm-hmm. I would want to bring in a free agent. Um, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, guys. It's just, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Let's be real. <laughs> um, a little more likely Russell Wilson, but I'm not even going to go there. Mm. Potentially, you're looking at a guy like Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, um, these guys who are, who would excel in a Matt Canada offense who aren't going to cost mm. an arm and a leg for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Granted, we have a ton of cap space. Yes, that's a fact. Do we give up? The Steelers like to build in the draft. They're not a free agent team. So we're Mm -hmm. not going to look for our quarterback of the future for the next 10, 12 years in free agency. We're going to look for him in the draft and we're going to get someone to tide us over in the interim. And it's not going to be Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Next question. Dean Westerman writes, should Keith (sighs) Butler remain the defensive coordinator? His underachieving defenses have let us down time and time again. Going back to the 2017 Jags playoff game where the offense kept pace with a Bortles led offense that the defense could not stop. And shot, by the way. Remember these times? Those were good times. Mm. When we were winning? I don't really remember that. Winning? Winning? Never heard of her. All right, Jordan, I'm going to you first. Keith Butler. Um, Okay, this this is comical to me on many levels because it's been stated more than once Mm -hmm. recently Mm -hmm. that Keith Butler has not even been running the defense. Um, So first of all, why hire somebody if you're like, hey, um, just so you know, you're here for show. I'm not letting you do your job because I don't trust you. I'm just going to do it. Stand there and look pretty like you not even pretty yeah yeah (laughs) like there are so many issues with that and just I I feel like my brain's been spinning all day because I can't I'm trying to make sense of what's going on with this team and I just can't I and it's not my job to make sense of it which is good it takes the pressure off a little bit but as a fan I wonder I just wonder all the time what are you doing and if you have a defensive coordinator in there who isn't even doing anything, why is he there? Get like right. Mike, like Tomlin, seriously, do you not see or notice or understand how dysfunctional and unhelpful that is? That's not doing right. anybody any favors. And uh, like, if, yeah, if he's not competent enough to do his job, then no, he shouldn't be there. And his, yeah, since he's been here, the defense, ex- with the exception of last 2019. year. 2019. Yeah, 2019. 2019. Yep. Like, 
Yeah, even last year, I, well, the injuries. People put it on the injuries last year when the defense fell apart. But, uh, oh, my God almighty. this It's just – it's been so bad. It's been – so bad. And I feel like there always has been like some kind of key injury to a key player that he's been able to fall back on. But eventually Mm -hmm. you have to coach the guys that you have to play well and play to their potential. And Mm -hmm. what the hell are we seeing Devin Bush do? Uh, Like, I understand that he had an injury, but he's not even trying. He's actively avoiding the action. If that's he, the case, he's not healthy enough to play. Get him off the field. Get right, him correct. off the field. Get him back to correct. rehab. Let's work on it. Like, let's figure it out. Let's but... go to therapy. Let's work on the uh-huh. mentals. Whatever's yeah. holding you back, let's push yep. past that wall. I know athletes who have gone through Navy SEAL training mm-hmm. to get mentally tougher. Let's send Devin to train with the Navy SEALs. They sit at the bottom of a pool and hold their breath for as long as possible. And once they think they're going to die, they keep holding it. Let's send Devin Bush to do that. There's got to be a way to Mm -hmm. build the mental toughness because that, if you ask me, is the entire issue. He's got two extremely strong ACLs now. Mm -hmm. It is a mental issue at this point. I can tell you guys, like, I take this brace off, like, three to five times a day right now to, right? That's what my surgeon said to do. Let your, because it's already very stiff, it's whatever, and, like, I'm very, very aware of every single thing that I'm doing. And I'm sure it's going to be like this for a very long time. You're very mm. guarded. You're very like this, this hurts. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure getting over that is that's a huge part of it. But if your doctors have cleared you and that's where it's at, it's like, okay, let it, you, you got to figure out something. Cause you're going to mm-hmm. actually get injured being guarded on the field like that. Yeah. And right. Right. No, you're exactly right. And I mean, something is stunting his ability to get Mm -hmm. over that final Mm -hmm. obstacle of recovery. And, you know, it's, it's partially why it upsets me. And I know we're going on a tangent now about Devin Bush, but it's partially why it upsets me that people are calling him a bust and Colbert an idiot for trading up for him. Listen, we saw him when he was great. We've seen Devin Mm -hmm. Bush be great. This is not a product of the athlete that he is. This is a product of an injury and his inability to fully recover. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I say give him another year before we determine what's going to happen, but that does not mean don't address the inside linebacker position because 100% needs to be addressed. Um, And, you know, we're also going to get to that in a little bit. Sam, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about Keith Butler? Um, again, like the comments, which again, have, have been kind of rumoring for a while now that Keith Butler does not call those defensive plays. It's concerning. It's very, it's very, very concerning. Why do we have a defensive coordinator? Why do we even have someone on payroll in that position? Mm -hmm. If they're not calling those plays, if it's Mike Tomlin, which I don't, I, that's also part of the rumor. I don't know. Why, why even have them on payroll? Um, mm-hmm. I saw a stat I mean, we, today from Daniel Valente. That's guy Daniel on Twitter. I know all yeah. of you guys follow him. And it was most rushing yards allowed since week 10. And the Steelers had 585. They lead the league. Oh, my God. And it's like you look at the defensive players and you're like, how is that happening? How is that happening with the talent that's on this team? I always say that, and and this is me referring to others who have said this, but I Mm -hmm. always say about Mike Tomlin 
that he needs to adapt uh, a mindset that has made the successful people in this world extremely successful. And that is acknowledging your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and and surrounding yourself with people who strengthen those weaknesses. Mm -hmm. If you are able to bring in coordinators who can do the things that you don't do well amazingly, I mean, that elevates your entire team to a level that you personally couldn't do it yourself. And I don't know if it's an ego thing because Mike Tomlin came in as this great defensive mind. I don't know if it's a power thing. I don't know what it is. But consistently, he's bringing guys in from within the organization, promoting from within the organization. And whether that's because he doesn't want anyone stepping on his toes or whether he's scared that someone's going to come in and shake up what he's got going. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know the reason. We haven't spoken to Mike Tomlin about this. And I guarantee you if someone asked him, he wouldn't tell you. Yeah. So. I mean, you have to look at when, you know, Bruce Arians was there, in my opinion. And it's like, I think that it's, I think it's control. And I think it's comfortability. And those two, and those two things. Um, When you, consistently here he's a player's coach and it's always hiring within the organization when those people are not qualified that's like me in my job I I hire all the time and very rarely ever do I actually reach out to someone I personally know a because I, Mm -hmm. I think it's a conflict of interest and b because I think you know, you are more inclined to be like, oh, I really like this person, even though they have none of the qualifications for the position. <laughs> and, you'll have bl- and you have blind spots for people. Right. That you have exactly. With. And I know mm-hmm. that like in hiring, unless I truly am like, you know, and I, and in that position, like in my job, I'm like, okay, like we, we take our friendship out of this. Like if, if you mess up your job, you're, you're out. Like, mm-hmm. but I right. think that's, I think that it, that's what it is. These people are comfortable with Mike Tomlin and then he just has total control even over them and their job. Which yeah, I think you're exactly right. And so as far as Keith Butler remaining the defensive coordinator, I'm not sure it matters. Dean, right. mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure it matters if Keith Butler stays or goes until Mike Tomlin decides to hand over or at least relinquish some of the reins, yeah. some mm-hmm. of the control over that defense you know, nothing's going to change. So it doesn't matter who holds the clipboard. It doesn't matter who's standing there under the title of defensive coordinator, if what we're hearing is true, then that's irrelevant. And what's got to change is Mike Tomlin's mindset about his coordinators. Yeah. Question three, are your shots ready? This is a good one. Yep. All right. We have MJE152. That is Mike Esposito, who is in our Yinzers Fantasy Football League. Hey, Mike. Uh, Thanks for the question. With the cap space situation, looking in our favor for next season, which part of the team do you want the Steelers to address the most in free agency? This isn't just, you know, the biggest name you want to bring in. Who do you want? What position do you want the Steelers to address the most in free agency? O-line, secondary, linebacker depth, anything else? Sam, what do you think is the most important? Also, take your shot. Cheers. This is going to be a doozy. Um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that question's actually really hard because mm-hmm. – 
yeah. There's so many freaking pieces that we (laughs) clearly need as of yesterday. Uh Um, Again, I don't even know. It kind of goes back to question two. Do any of these pieces matter if nobody's Mm. using them correctly? Like part of me is like coaching, coaching, which I know was not really maybe an option, but like nothing is changing until people that are competent and doing their jobs are running the show. And across the board yesterday, you cannot tell me that anybody was prepared. It was an utter failure across the board. Um, We don't have any positives from yesterday's game. mm -hmm, Not one. Not a single positive, which is why we're not recapping the game, guys. That's why. Yeah. I, my first instinct is to go O-line because to protect your, your quarterback and Najee Harris, um, I guess I'll go with that answer, even though there's many that need addressing. Jordan? This, this entire discussion pisses me off because the Steelers did so little to address the needs that they had. And even the needs that they did address – Again, my head just reeling. It's reeling. So, but going into the season, obviously, we felt pretty decent about every every position on the field, with the exception of as oh, the secondary. How's that going to be? And the offensive line. Like the, we were all like, offensive line is the biggest issue. They need to address it. They have to do something about it. And now, everything is a shit show. Like, mm-hmm. and I I don't want to keep. You know what? I do. I do want to keep harping on this because I'm so sick of them spouting these mantras Mm -hmm. and just putting it out there into the universe and being like, well, it's the way we've always done it. Like, I hate how much control players have over their situations. Like, you brought Melvin Ingram here. You signed him to a deal. At some point, you have to be like, okay. This is the situation as it stands. He knew what this was when we brought him in. Now he's saying he's unhappy. Too bad. You're not going anywhere. You signed a deal here. We need linebacker depth. Suck it up. Get over yourself. Stay. You're, we're not trading you. But they were like, we want volunteers, not hostages. You, you want competent players at the positions where you have gaps. Stop. Stop saying that crap. You should have kept Melvin Ingram because look at what's going on right now. We have Devin Bush, who it, we already covered that. Robert Spillane, who can't drop into coverage. Like, the only guys who are actively trying to prevent the run are Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, and they cannot do it by themselves. They're getting torn apart. And the secondary is just... Ass trash. I, I don't even know. It's ass trash. Yeah, like... <laughs> They they were lit up in every single area uh, on every single whatever you want to say they were there was no position that the was not completely taken advantage of yesterday Higgins where he's like up and Pierre is oh, like completely behind him and like yep I, I'm like I'm I'm pretty sure I mean Dude. I don't play cornerback but I'm pretty sure that that's not how you do it and. I've been an advocate of Pierre because I I think he does have potential, Mm -hmm. but I was like, what are you, you guys look so unprepared in every Uh single freaking aspect. Everything was a mismatch. 
Everything yep. was a mismatch. You guys had a week to prepare for the Bengals. We've already played them, and every mm-hmm. single matchup was wrong. Everything yep, was so wrong. Bad. This is what pisses me off. I know. Sorry, Morgan. I know. Oh. Being at the Chargers game, okay, sitting there, and I had tweeted this: "Take a shot every time you hear it, it's another Chargers first down," because it was consistent all night we could not stop the run we could not stop the run and so it's like to go into the next week and we play the Bengals and have the same thing happen it's like what what did you guys do all week what what did you prepare for whereas in reverse the Bengals were like oh look the Steelers can't stop the run that's what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. my god Joe Mixon had over a hundred yards in the first half Joe Mixon what I mean, and yes, he is a great rusher, mm-hmm. but good lord, this team lost to the Jets. This yeah. team lost yeah. to the Jets. Y'all, yeah. like, this is oh this God. is not an anomaly. Mm. It is not some like, oh, I don't know what happened there. This is a bad football team. Let's just call it what it is. It's, uh, yep, yeah. this is not a good. They're not bad, a good football team. Bad football team and you can chalk it up to whatever you want to chalk it up to make yourself feel better you can say it's injuries you can say it's Mm -hmm. a young offensive line you can say there's a lot of starting rookies two of our best offensive players are rookies so miss me with the bullshit yep yep Najee's one of the only players who has been any good at all in any form of consistency this year like and eventually like it again, just follow the patterns. You mm-hmm. do have to be honest with yourself at some point in time. This team may end up going what eight, eight and one if they're lucky. Like if that, that does yeah. not mean that they're a good team, and that's nope. okay. It's okay to be a bad football team if you're willing to acknowledge that you're not good and can start taking the steps that you need to take to become Mm -hmm. a good football team, but nothing is happening because everybody is okay with just having a 500, maybe slightly above 500. Yeah. Like, no, no, stop it. The rest of our schedule, we have what? The Ravens twice, the Browns, Mm -hmm. Titans, Chiefs. Vikings. (laughs) Vikings. Yep. It's not looking good for us. I'm going to be really honest. It's not looking good for us. It's looking great to get a solid linebacker in the draft. And that's who I want, Mike. (laughs) I want a linebacker. The first round of the draft, linebackers come at a premium. Let's grab one. Let's grab a good one. And let's roll with it. And if that's someone to come in and show Devin Bush that that spot is not his or to help Devin Bush to, you know, cross over whatever barrier he's stuck behind or whether it's to take that starting position and turn it into his own. That's what I want in the first round linebacker or bust. I don't want a CB or anyone in the secondary to be quite honest with you because we don't draft that position. Well, nope. we just Mm-mm. don't nope. Um, I'm sorry. This question was about free agency draft a linebacker and also sign a linebacker. Yeah. That is the position <laughs> that I firmly believe we need the most yeah. um, offensive line is, is a, a lot of young guys. And what I will mm-hmm. tell you now about this team is they are not going to look at that offensive line with a bunch of rookies and say, Hey, you played for a year, but you're going to, 
move over. This this new guy is going to take your spot. I mean, I could see yeah. us bringing in someone to take over like Trey Turner's role mm-hmm. or, you know, Zach Banner's role at right guard, maybe. Um, I mean, and I would love that. But I think priority number one needs to be linebacker depth in free agency. I think that oh we're going to have God, the biggest yeah. free agency that we've had in a long time, considering all the cap space we have. I pray for that because we yeah. have to do something else than build through the draft right now. There are too many holes. There's mm-hmm. too many so areas many. where we need significant improvement and we're not going to get that from rookies. Not right away. So next question shots ready. Question four comes from Begoggled badger. He writes what coaches are still safe from termination. And we kind of touched on this earlier, so this can be a quick one. How can this mm-hmm. team be this inconsistent in play, but consistently disappointing and the team management not see a need to make changes. We touched on this earlier. I think it's a Mike Tomlin flaw. Um, I don't think it's irreconcilable. I think that if he's able to acknowledge the fault, and I think he's more likely than ever after this year, because it's embarrassing to acknowledge that fault, maybe it happens. As far as who's safe from termination, nobody. Nobody's safe. But we know uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We yep. know the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, yeah. I was going to say, I think everybody's safe. That's the problem. Like mm-hmm. they, and they, sh- not that they should be, but that they are. Everybody basically joins the organization kind of with this unspoken understanding jobs yours for as long as you want it yeah. because that's yeah. the what way. it is exactly so mm-hmm. I, and that's what that's what allows mediocrity to just kind of it doesn't flourish so whatever mediocrity does in place of that like it, if you know well it doesn't really matter like and nobody is actively having that thought. Nobody ever thinks, well, I am not going to get fired, so I might as well do a shitty job. You just grow complacent. You really do. And you don't even notice that it happens. You really, I feel like these guys earnestly started really wanting to do well. But now, because they don't feel like their jobs are in jeopardy, they don't really see what's going on for what it is. And that is what is, again, just so frustrating none of these guys jobs are up for grabs and I think that that is it starts from Art Rooney and it trickles its way down and that is a problem and Mm -hmm. I agree and until that changes the Steeler way is broken Uh let's let's just acknowledge that because so many people want to say if it guys Logic says if it worked in the 70s, it probably doesn't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. Can we put that on a shirt? We need Let me gift oh, this. Yeah. Let me gift this knowledge to you, Steelers. If it worked in the 70s, it probably doesn't work anymore. There's a reason yeah. why the fact that we are unable and unwilling to adapt is hurting us now. There's a reason. Yep. You've got to put these coaches on a hot seat. You've got mm-hmm. to. Or else what Please. else is there? What incentive is there for them? Uh-huh. We have been taught that as long as you have a winning regular season, it's all good. Like, yep. that's not okay. Oh, it's, what it, other should, incentive it should be is unacceptable. There? Yeah, should be. there isn't yeah. any. There's no incentive. There's not. They're already the lowest it, paid coaching staff in the league. Mm-hmm. What's the incentive? Anybody? Oh, Bueller? Nope. Nope. No, don't there know. Is none. I don't know. 
I don't know. All right, moving on. Question five comes from 803 BBC 1991. He writes, do the Steelers go? Cornerback round one. I already answered this one. No for me. <laughs> Jordan, Sam, also a no from nope. you guys, I assume? No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Not another I Artie Burns. I prefer no, the Steelers actually never draft cornerbacks. Ever. Same. Yep. Yeah, Let's address yeah. that position in free agency. And mm-hmm. what do they do about the interior of the defensive line? This is something we've already discussed as well. I yeah. want to address it in both free agency and mm-hmm. in the draft. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? I'm taking my yep. shot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Both. You got it. You have to do both, honestly. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yep. Yep. Trend's like, I'm done with this drink. I. Listen, I never thought I would be a point in my life where I could not celebrate a Browns loss. And that happened to me last night. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan and I were actually, a Browns fan texted us in a group chat earlier in the day when our game was on and was like, how are you both? And we were like, not well. And she texted us during her game, which I was not watching. I don't know if Morgan was, but I was like, I honestly have absolutely zero interest in football right now. I can't even be happy that you guys are losing. Right. The Steelers took the joy of football from my soul. Mm -hmm. Literally. Sucked it right out. Sucked it right out. Joyless. It is the Christmas holiday season, and I Mm -hmm. feel no joy. What is that about? That is not okay, Pittsburgh. Figure it out. But listen, this isn't going to be figured out for a long time, you guys. We Mm -hmm. are in for some dark years. Yep. Yeah, quite honestly, who knows? But Mike Tomlin did say in his press conference that something might change. Maybe. Maybe. Not definitely will, which is the answer that I wanted. Definitely will. (laughs) But they'll think about it and they'll be back to us. You know you're not not getting a definitive answer from Mike Tomlin. (laughs) Sam... You are all of us. We are all Sam right now. Yeah. Just hang your head in shame because darkness. Yeah. This is the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Hotel hell. Check in time is now. (laughs) Check out time is never. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, that does it for the Twitter questions. Thank you so much for participating. Um, we Mm -hmm. love these because it gives us um, you know, a full thirty minutes to just rant and rave about this team and the ass trash that it is. So. Uh, before we go, I want to – I think this is the last time we're going to be promoting it because the giveaway is soon. But we are doing a jersey giveaway for um, – we aren't quite sure yet. We have people nominating families, kids who are deserving of a jersey this holiday season who might really want a Steelers jersey. We have two that we're giving away currently. Um to who? We don't know. That's where you guys come into play. We want you mm-hmm. to nominate a kid, a family who uh, might really want a jersey. So send in some names, some ideas, some reasons why you want to give a jersey away to them. We have two that we're giving away along with a t-shirt from DC for All Custom mm-hmm. Tees. And all of that uh, is something that we're really excited about doing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to just donate money and put it towards another jersey, we can do that as well. We have several people who are interested in doing that. Let us know. Reach out to us on yep. Twitter. DM the Yenzers account at Y-I-N-Z-H-E-R-S. Let us know how you feel. We're so excited to be doing this. Um, and that's all we got. Let's wrap this thing up. It has been really, really <sighs> shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Really shitty, but really great to hang out with you guys as always. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yenzers and on Instagram at Yenzers Official. And 
Don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or wherever it is you listen to podcasts so that we can kick it in hell every week. Uh, we'll see you next week, next Tuesday, for the same old shit. Oh, God. Another episode for of For a burning, fiery shit show in hell. Here we go, Steelers. See ya. God. Uh...